Hey, I'm Alex Starr, and this is the podcast that connects you with people from around the world that have fresh ideas, concepts, or inspiring stories. We are in a unique place in time that has never been seen before, with billions of people now able to communicate and share information across the globe. Be a part of the movement in rising together to create the world we want. I'm glad you're listening. Pull up a seat, and let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome and hello from Guatemala. I am in Antigua right now doing some Spanish school for about six weeks. Just got finished with the Ironman, which I got a lot of questions about uh, what my training is or what it was to do the half Ironman. Um, and I guarantee you, if you want to get in shape and you don't like cardio, sign up for a triathlon or an Ironman, something like that. Grab a friend and then once you sign up and you pay the money to do it, you have to do it. I mean, it's, it, you just have to, you already paid the money to do it. Um, because I don't like cardio who the hell likes cardio. It feels great when you're done. Uh, but while you're doing it, you keep wondering why you're doing it. And when I started four months ago training, I couldn't even, I could swim to the other end of the pool and back. And I was just huffing and puffing. Oh, why'd I sign up for the Ironman? And then I just swam over a mile in 35 minutes and I'm not a swimmer. I wasn't swimming. So anyway, um, I'm going to make a post on alexstar.com about what the training regimen, I guarantee if you're listening to this, you can do it. You can do a triathlon and it's a great way to force yourself to get in shape. Um, today I got Maggie Lau. Uh, she's part of Sam the Local who she actually went to Hong Kong, started this company, found freedom in entrepreneurship, um, which is now uh, located in Hong Kong. And they're going to expand to three other countries in the next year. They got 50 locals that help uh, visitors that when you go there, you can meet up with these people who cover 12 languages, come from six different countries, and you can find out all the great places to go to from someone that has lived there for a very long time or is from there. I mean, it's a great platform. It's kind of like Tinder only to meet locals that not to have sex with to actually learn about the local area and take you to all the cool places. So it's really sweet. She's creating it. She's expanding it. It's pushing boundaries. I love it. Um, I'm going to have Derek Flonsreich up next week, who is the owner of greatest.com, the CEO, greatest, G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T.com. It gets 10 million hits a week, putting health and fitness on the map in a fun way. So check that out. I'm going to have him on next week. Check out alexstar.com, leave some comments, email me at alex at alexstar.com. Enjoy the show. I'm going to stop talking. See you next time. Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Star. Maggie, thanks for coming on. Uh, good morning, good evening from here. What's the <laughs> what's morning. what's the future like? Um, <laughs> the future is a little bit cold, but not as cold as uh, California or Sacramento. I guess it's usually pretty warm in Hong Kong, but um, so far the future has been a fantastic um, little bit here. Has the I've US... only been up for about. I'm sorry. Has the U.S. converted to the metric system yet, or how's that looking? 
a day ahead. <laughs> um, no, they haven't yet, um, unfortunately, because it kind of does make sense now that I understand the metric system. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense, but we're not. We won't get into that here. But it makes a, it makes way right. more sense. So maybe one day, I think they should one start day. making it like part of the curriculum in elementary school. And then by the in twenty years from now, everyone will know both, and then it can slowly transform into that, into mm. the U.S. being standard and metric. But we'll worry about that later. I don't think that maybe there's bigger I don't problems. Think the U.S. would ever want that. Like they kind of want to do things that are very individualistic and That's be true. different That's how from we roll. the rest of the world. Exactly. Well, yeah. so speaking of individualistic, that's a hard word to say. So you have your own company. You started. You're an entrepreneur in Hong Kong, but you used to live in California. Then you jet over there and start your own company, which the best part about starting companies, in my opinion, is like the idea of going all in, of putting, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm, Well, I think I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and I'm going to create something that, you know, or you created something that is all on you, whether it succeeds or fails, you know? Um, and so I've always liked that idea of entrepreneurship. <laughs> Is that something that dream you make to it? You it sound so scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's scary, but it's also exciting, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one of the things I also love about it is that I get to control the direction in which the company goes. And every day I wake up and it's like, okay, what am I doing today that helps to grow my own company? And, you know, in that way, it is kind of a lot of pressure sometimes, but, um, mostly it's, um, a very good challenge for myself because I think that, Every day I learn something new and every day I'm growing as either a person or as an entrepreneur. Right. And, um, I've learned all things along the way I don't think I would have learned had I just stayed in a normal um, corporate job. And so in that way, I also find it um, very rewarding. Right. Like pushing the pushing the boundaries of yourself. And you. what's that? What does it say? Oh, it's not a Sacramento mug. Yeah, we're looking at a mug that she's showing me on Skype of Sacramento, the area we're both from. Um, yeah, pushing those boundaries is, yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's scary, but it's also so exciting because you're, it's just a, an ability to, like, relying on yourself. And it's such a, like you said, such an American individ- individualistic uh <laughs> ideals kind of you know that i'm gonna carve the way i'm gonna find the way based on my own potential and if i fail then i just have to look at myself but if i succeed then it was all me too obviously there's a lot of other complicated components to it but um um one of the um really inspirational things that a mentor once told me was that you know succeed or fail whatever happens with this startup companies come and go startups come and go but the experience that you get from each one, you know, will always stay with you and it'll make you um, a better person for your next venture, whatever it is. It could be me going back to the corporate world. It could be me starting another venture. But, you know, so he was, you know, really encouraging us to go big or go home and, you know, whatever happens, happens, but learn along the way. And that's the most important thing. Right. And even if you're failing, you're succeeding and... The only, what is the only way, there's only learning 
the only way to fail is to not try, I think is the popular adage, you know, like that kind of thing where you're either you're either learning, you know, you're winning or you're learning. There's really no failing, you know, because either way you're coming out on top either way. But the one that right. you've created so far, what it, what's the it's Sam the local and you you were living in Hong Kong for a year or so, right? Or how long were you living there before you took the idea of Sam the local and then all of a sudden jetted off with it? Um, so I've been in Hong Kong for about four years now, and the company started about a year ago. So year three was when I quit my full time job to start the startup. And then it was kind of a year before that when we were um, planning and doing our research, our customer development, and building the platform. And so that was about a year. And then at the beginning of 2000, what year are we in now? 2016. So yeah. the beginning of 2000. I don't know. You tell me. You're in the future. <laughs> um, 2015 was when I quit my job. And so um, you could argue I've been working on it for about two years now. But being live and actually running the platform has been up for about a year. And so it's a peer-to-peer platform that connects people to locals here in Hong Kong for customized activities and outings. And, um, you know, I tell people it's like Airbnb, but the thing on the platform that people uh, trade is not a house or a room. It's rather someone's time and their intellect. And so it's really a way for people to explore Hong Kong through the experiences and, um, you know, kind of the backgrounds of other people. Nice. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's almost, it's part of the kind of the sharing economy, you know, where people have these experiences and stuff and then other people can connect with them through the sharing economy. So do people, if if I went there as a tourist, which I plan on doing next winter, if I if I went yeah. there as a tourist and I I come to your company Sam the local and I say right. I'm looking to go to the best parks in the area or the best mm-hmm. museums so then your company sets up saying I know these great tour guides or I know these great museums to go check out how does that work Um so one of the big differences between us and some of our competitors is that we believe it's not just about your destination. It's about the people that you go with along the way that really make your experiences. And so you'll see that our platform is very people heavy. And so what the customer actually does is they go onto the platform and pick uh, people by their interests. So let's say you're really into nature. You could go pick one of our um, nature people and they would be able (laughs) to show you the hidden waterfalls out in the islands or, you know, take you on an amazing hike in Hong Kong because oh, okay. Hong Kong's not known for hiking, but you know, hiking is amazing here. So, um, that's so you're connecting. So how- okay. So I'm sorry. You're connecting actually people with directly with other people, not even with mm-hmm. events or anything, just people to people. Yep. Just that people would to be, people. yeah, that's unbelievable. That's an interesting concept too, because I'm trying to think of, I, I don't, can't think of anything else you know, like that, where it's a, like a, um, you're like a Tinder for, for good tour guides. <laughs> no swiping. Though. No swiping. No swiping. <laughs> so what are, yeah. since you, do you have a business partner as well, or is it just yourself? Yep. I have a business partner and funnily enough, her, sim- her background is actually very similar to mine. Um, American born Chinese moved here about four years ago. 
Um, and she also studied business in college. And so uh, we're, our background in that way is similar, but we're very different people. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm sure it's always important to have a balance of two different personalities or two different outlooks on life. And then even if they're somewhat contradictory, they come together to balance yeah. out the company, to balance out the relationship, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, in, I, so I met her really shortly after I moved here to Hong Kong. And, um, so we've known each other for about four years and, um, throughout the four years, you know, getting to know her and realizing that, you know, she's very much like we get along very, very well, but we also have very different opinions, but that's okay. Like, right. you know, we always share our different opinions. It's like, oh, is that what you understood? Or is this what you understood? Or, oh, this is what I think. And this is what she thought. And and so we're very open to discussing um, our differing opinions all the time. Yeah. Keeping an honest communication line between partners, whether it's personal or business, I think is it makes or breaks everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see politicians on TV and you're like, okay, that person's bullshitting me. They're not being honest. Mm -hmm. I'm done. You know, you're done with that person, you know? So honestly, in all, in all transgressions are, yeah. That's definitely one of the things that we, um, encourage each other to do is, you know, if you have opinions, share your opinion. Mm -hmm. And neither of us are very shy about sharing our own opinions. (laughs) That's great. Um, what what so when you first started it, were you? What were the what what are still the main challenges? Do you ever wake up with a sense of dread that oh my god, I am in way over my head and I don't know if I can get out of this? What mm-hmm. you know, regret about the decision that you took, or maybe some doubts. Um, you know, like a lot of times I'll have doubts about the path I chose, even though overall I'm content with it. You know, there's always that kind of doubt about, uh, I, I could have, could have done that. Or is this really going in the direction that I want? Do you have a lot of those thoughts when you wake up <laughs> or is it when you go to bed um, at night? <laughs> um, I don't really have. Uh, thoughts of regret or thinking, oh, you know, if I stayed in my corporate life, um, in my corporate job, I could have been doing this or I could have been, I could have reached this other milestone already. Um, More so what I would wake up um, worrying about is like, oh my gosh, am I going to have any business today? Is next month, are we going to be able to support ourselves next month, right? Like, when am I going to get to the point where I can't afford rent or the lights are going to turn right, off? Right, exactly. So, that fear, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely that fear every day of like, okay, every day, you know, our what we say is everything that we do needs to be leading to some kind of conversion. And so otherwise, that can, you know, wait a second. And so our everyday is thinking about and doing things that would get us, you know, the next booking or our next customer. And so in that way, it's a lot of pressure, but you know, it's, again, I take it in a very lighthearted way of like, okay, you know, I know there, I have to achieve these milestones, but at the same time, um, as a first time entrepreneur, I do 
give myself a little bit more leeway like oh okay because one of our other mentors told us you don't know what you don't know and until you get to it it's kind of like oh shoot yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really needed to know about accounting or oh man i shouldn't have done my accounting that way because now it doesn't make sense right and so um every day is you're putting out fires of what you did in the past and oh shoot now let's say i did the spreadsheet it's like oh now the spreadsheet doesn't work because i didn't have the foresight of thinking oh in the future i'd need it this way right and so it's it's all a learning process and um i don't i don't lose sleep over it but maybe that's because i'm more of a easygoing type of person Mm -hmm. and i don't lose sleep over too many things um but yes there there are a lot of pressures um in everyday life to you know what is making my company succeed right now and those are type of things that yeah you have to constantly be readjusting and striving for something that really blows my mind too is the immense amount of attention that needs to be put on social media now and creating a strong presence in the social media world, whether it's personally or for business Mm, is time consuming and has like, it has a million rules for each platform. Right. Right. Um, So we luckily now have um, someone that helps us with, our social media. And so, you know, having our content calendar and having thoughts or posts that are thought out in the future um, so that, you know, for example, Chinese New Year's coming up. And so we'll know, okay, well, leading up to it, we want to have these types of posts. And we think that our, um, our readers would like this kind of information or this kind of content has been really helpful for us in not struggling every day, like, oh, shoot, today I need to post something. What am I going to write about today? And so having that planning and that organization has really helped us just be steady on social media and, like, every day have a post about something. And um, in that way, you know, it it sticks a little bit more with our followers because every day they see something from us. And you see a big change in when you have posted something every day versus being more intermittent about it? Right, right. Because I think not only is it more steady, so like every day you get, oh yeah, say I'm the local, oh yeah, say I'm the local, so you don't forget about it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, is the content is also better because, like I said, if you can plan for the content and you know think about what it is you want to post, you're you're able to sit and write it more readily, and right. um, it's. There's also the things that are contextual, like contextual marketing. Oh, for example, yesterday, the State of the Union address, we could have posted something about that. So things that are um, more immediate mm-hmm. um, that we 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 kind of do ad hoc um, just so it seems like we actually pay attention to what's going on in current the world. Current events, and yeah, yeah, right. Events. Connecting with people on, the, on what's going on currently in the world through the company's mm-hmm. Uh, persona. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think social media would be the number one thing I would outsource if I had a company <laughs> like what you did. I would have some 18 year old, hey, can you manage my Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Snapchat. Snapchat? Can you just manage all that? I will give you $1,000 a day if I don't ever have to think about that stuff <laughs> again. 
If you can just manage yeah, all the Yeah, I need to posts. work for you. $1,000 a day. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I would be willing to pay a, a hefty premium to not have to think of, like you said, the internet, it's so quick. It's got such a short attention span that something that you posted that goes viral today in a week, nobody cares about anymore, you know? And people, yeah, once they don't see Sam the Local every couple of days, I, I don't, you're not, it's, it has to be current and it has to be in people's face all the time or it slips into oblivion so fast on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, now um, we're trained to think in 140 characters and to read in 140 characters. And mm. so anything longer than that, your attention span is just not there. And so um, the, the content has to be short. It has to be relevant. It has to be shareable. That's a great way to put short, relevant and shareable. I think it, mm. I think if we incorporated those three things into any post, a lot of people would get more attention right right um some say it should be controversial but to make every post controversial mm. that's just a lot of controversy <laughs> sounds like a lot of effort and yeah, a lot yeah. Of, i mean plus well if you're posting if everything you post is controversial then isn't none of it controversial yeah. <laughs> right right is that how that works mm. definitely yeah um, yeah. When you, and when you mentioned too, you have a, so you have mentors or you have a coach, like a business coach that you met through school or you met through your previous job and how important um, has that been to your guys' success? We're very lucky. Um, we went through, we've gone through several programs now, um, these accelerator programs that are there basically to help you grow your company. Um, so the first one we did, um, was called Founder Institute and in Founder Institute, it's a 14 week program. Every week we come into class on a certain day. Um, it's one class every week for three hours and they'll teach us about a certain topic for our company. So, you know, one week it could be branding one week. It could be marketing one week's customer development, one week's, you know, fundraising. Mm -hmm. And so with, every topic, there are three mentors that come in and tell us about their experience and what they do or, you know, kind of uh, what they did with their own company. And so we have, from that program, we have 30 some odd mentors that have been oh, very, wow. very helpful. To and you're just, I'm imagining yeah. furiously taking notes in those three hours is what I'm picturing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ending with a novel Definitely. of notes every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was one of the first things that we did um, after starting the company so that we could more readily um, know, OK, well, in fundraising, what the heck is a term sheet and what are they talking about? Because mm -hmm. there will be definitely parts of running a business or running a startup that I have no idea about. And um, so it's been really nice to have these mentors to also come back to after the program because you can keep in contact with them. Yeah. And, you know, at any moment in time, I can call up, you know, the guy that runs a venture capitalist firm and be like, hey, does this term make sense? Or can you look over my term sheet just to make sure I didn't miss anything? That's, yeah, that's and, so crucial. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, having that for us to rely on or to like our, as, as our safety net has been really helpful for us, mm -hmm. especially as first time entrepreneurs. Um, mm -hmm. cause it'll be 
us experiencing a lot of things for the first time and yeah. probably getting it wrong. But, you know, we'll we'll learn from it. Yeah, and it's amazing too because whenever I see companies online or, you know, an entrepreneur, all I see is the finished product, you know? So if I go to say I'm the local, I'm seeing the kind of polished, finished output. You know, I'm not right. seeing the whole machine. I'm not seeing all the work. I'm just seeing the the output that comes out. And it's really easy to forget that all of these kind of finished, polished um, presentations I see of businesses or entrepreneurship have so many trials and tribulations incorporated into that polished image that it's easy to forget that and think, man, why can't I just do this on my own? Why is it not that easy? You know, it looks so easy, but there's all this coaching, mentoring, taking notes, you know, waking up thinking, I hope I can pay rent next month, you know, and there's all these things that really it's easy to forget that those things go on behind the scenes. Yeah. So, you know, in building a company, it doesn't happen in a day and it doesn't happen by just one person um, themselves. And that's why I say all the time that I'm very thankful to have the people in my life who are either helping me in some way or supporting me or encouraging me because, um, without all these people, I would just not be here. I mean, all of our mentors have helped us a tremendous amount and all of, you know, my friends and family have always been very encouraging and like, right. oh yeah, you should definitely do this and you should keep going, keep trying. And, you know, it would be so much harder if let's say my family were like, no, Maggie, you should just go back to the corporate world, mm. take the safe route. And, um, I don't know why you're doing this. And to have kind of that negativity there would be very hard for me. And I think it would, you know, really affect the way that I, um, keep going with the business and, you know, with building any company, like every, every little bit is very important. And like you said, you may, the end consumer may not realize it. Um, but let's just say, you know, the copy on the website, the words that we use on our website, you have no idea how long we sat and we (laughs) thought about this one sentence for us no, that's not warm enough or no, that doesn't quite have the right feel or I think it should really imply this. And so everything um, takes a lot of time and takes a lot of effort. And um, like you said, the end consumer might not see it, but there is a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into most everything that we did. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. (laughs) You're right. The people that you surround yourself with – whether it's, mm. you know, that makes such a huge difference, you know, like we're the, we're the complete, we're the total of the parts of the relationships that we have, you know, and the people you interact with day in and day out, are they encouraging what you're doing or are they throwing little jabs? Like, you know, this entrepreneur thing might not last forever, you know, mm, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be an artist, ah, you know, there's not that much money in that, <laughs> you know, there's not that much right. money. And there's like, just even if they mean it in a good way, but it just brings, it just kills the vibe. (laughs) So I think, I think you are, yeah, it's extremely lucky to have that type of reinforcement and that encouragement from people, especially your family, you know, and to keep pushing you forward, um, in the endeavor. So what are the, as you, as you've created this and it has now become, I would imagine a little child to you, what are like, Mm -hmm. what, what are your favorite parts about not being in the corporate world? Because you have a really good, uh, kind of juxtaposition between the corporate world that you just came from and now you're on your own. 
Um, what are some really cool differences that you like um, for anyone listening that kind of would like to take the step towards, uh, you know, working for themselves? Um, I really enjoy having uh, the freedom to do whatever it is I want with my schedule. And so, for example, I tend to be one that wakes up earlier and then sleeps earlier, but Anita wakes up later, but she works later or she stays up later. And so, you know, in the morning, um, when I wake up, I can plan my day like, okay, well today, because I have all these other meetings, I want to go to the gym at this time. And then, you know, I have dinner plans. And so then afterwards I do this. And so my schedule is totally up to me. And, um, I love having that flexibility to, um, change it up every day. So it's not like, oh, okay, when you go to work, you're eight to five, as you know, eight to five, you're always in the office. Yeah. And, um, there's this flexibility to it that I really enjoy. And then I also really love that. Well, for what I do, so how we split our roles is we, so I handle what we call supply side, meaning, um, I interview all of our locals and, um, we have them do one hour trial outings with us. And so they'll take me for one hour to do a, um, an outing somewhere around Hong Kong uh, based off of what it is they want to show people. Uh -huh. And so my job is really fun because a huge part of it is going out to meet new people and to explore parts of Hong Kong and have people share things. And that's, me. yeah, and that's part of your job. Yeah. That, like, that's my job. And I find that to be incredible that I was able to create not just a company, but a job that is basically what I love. And, you know, coming to Hong Kong, that's what we did all the time is going to different areas of Hong Kong to explore it. Right. And now, now, you know, my company is based on that and that's what I do every day. And so that's been really amazing for me being able to. <laughs> you're literally, sorry, you're, you're speaking to everybody's dream right now. Right. So, you yeah. know, being able to um, do something that I love every day, um, has been really um, all the difference in the world of, you know, when I wake up, I wake up like, oh, yeah, today I get to go explore this area. I'm really excited instead of, oh, today I have to go sit at my desk and do this thing that I don't really want to do. Oh, entirely. I think the main difference in that, too, is the contrast between what someone else is dictating you do and what you're dictating you do. That is that's the definition of freedom, you know? Right. That's the definition of it. And, um, yeah, I think th that's what most people are looking for is to wake up in the morning and say, wow, I'm going to go do today what I would almost be doing anyway, but it's also my job and the way I make a living. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and again, I'm, I come back every day to being really thankful that, you know, I've been able to do this and go on this journey because it's just been so much fun for me and so much um, of what I wanted to do. And now it's like a reality that I get to do it. Yeah. It's incredible. I have your website up here right now too. I looked at it earlier and yeah. And I always, I was going to say, I always get excited to see, your posts, you know, you were saying you get excited to go out and explore Hong Kong. I usually like to see the food stuff that you post because there's crazy, 
crazy things that I don't see in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> all the all your food posts just make me want to go check it out. Um, but yeah, your website right. too. It's just it's such a cool concept. There's all these people. You know, if you guys want to check it out or do check it out, it's samthelocal.com. Even if you don't go to Hong Kong. Um, it's a really interesting concept. There's all these profiles of locals that this guy, Alan can show you food, history and culture and sports and, and teach you how to surf. And there's all these different people on here that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, surfer. I think it's such a, a great concept to combine people with the experiences and just kind of authentic people, not not tour guides that are, um, you know, paid by this elaborate company, you know, and have this huge corporate thing. It's just a genuine local who knows the area. And I mean, it's just the best, that, cause that's the best way to, when you, when you travel somewhere, that's the best way to experience the area mm-hmm. is when you meet someone and you just say, Hey man, where's the best restaurant to go to? Hey, what's good after 10 PM in this area? Mm-hmm. And they go, Oh, go check out that place. You know, this month it's really hot. Well, Lonely Planet guidebooks doesn't always tell me that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we really encourage locals to, you know, recommend what it is that they were going to recommend. Like we we want to pull from their own experiences and their um, stories because so, for example, people have asked us, so why don't you um, partner with corporations like let's say mcdonald's right and so every time you know someone takes one of your customers to mcdonald's mcdonald's will get a cutback of um whatever it was and so we feel like that really lowers the authenticity of the recommendations that our locals give if we started partnering with certain mm-hmm. restaurants certain mm-hmm. activities and so that's why we don't do that and everything that we do is um, encouraged to be the most authentic and literally from the local, like what, if, what was it that they wanted you to see or what was it that they wanted you to eat? Right. That makes such a big difference too, not to be tainted by anybody's interest, except for the genuine thoughts of the local that this is the best place. Like you said on here to get milk pudding, I think is what one mm-hmm. of your examples were milk mm-hmm. pu- or milk tea. Milk I just tea. read it. Milk tea. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, milk tea is very big in Hong Kong from the British influence. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's a great way to do it is keeping it keeping it genuine a hundred percent. Because once you start to meddle in other, you know, interests, right? Imagine right. that becomes a, a very slippery slope. Yeah, and so that's kind of what we're aiming to do with the company is to run it in a very genuine and honest way because you know so one of the big things about these types of platforms are reviews for our locals for example and so you know a lot of people have said well you could probably just pay people to come write reviews or just create fake reviews and you know that's not what we want we want it to be genuine we want it to be real and um, really words from our customers of how they felt about this experience and this local because um, you can't fake the um, happiness or the experiences <laughs> yeah. that they got. And so we don't have fake reviews and we won't ever. Yeah. And people have good BS detectors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has really good BS detectors, especially nowadays where you can find anything you want online. 
right. You know, it could, yeah, it could go quickly. Um, yeah. Well, cool. We'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. I know you got things to do. Um, but if you're in Hong Kong, tell people how to find you. And even, you know, I would highly recommend everyone listening to just go look at the website and look at the Facebook, if nothing else, for the food porn, for the Hong Kong <laughs> food porn that's on there. Um, yeah. And I really, yeah, I'm hoping to get out there next winter and utilize your service to to check out the city. But anyway, tell people how to f- get in touch and find your company and such. So our website is samthelocal.com and you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, all just at samthelocal. Nice. And if people yeah. are in Hong Kong, then that's definitely, you got to expand this to a all, all bunch of cities. Yeah, that's kind of the goal. So after we um, really get a huge part of the market share here in Hong Kong and um, figure those things out, we'll expand to other cities, first in Asia and then hopefully to the rest of the world. That's our wow. expansion. Nice. Lofty yeah. goals. You got to aim high. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's great. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Maggie. And, um, Thank you I for will... having me. Yeah, of course. And we'll talk soon. Yeah, for sure. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.